It's here. Oh my God, I can't believe it. My book is officially out in the world. Have you ordered it yet? It's called Moms Moving On, Real Life Advice on Conquering Divorce, Co-Parenting Through Conflict, and Becoming Your Best Self. Moms Moving On is filled with practical, actionable, and empowering advice from someone who's been through it and comes out the other side, me. Through inspirational stories, rituals, journal prompts, and my guidance, you'll learn how to navigate your divorce with confidence, adjust to life as a single mom, shift your perspective to find your way back to your best self, and create the life you truly deserve. So order it now. What are you waiting for? This audio excerpt is courtesy of Simon & Schuster Audio from Moms Moving On by Michelle Dempsey-Moltak, read by me, the author, Copyright 2022 by Michelle Dempsey, LLC, used with permission of Simon & Schuster, Inc. Enjoy. Chapter 10, Co-Parenting Life Hacks for Maintaining Consistency in Two Homes. You're vanilla, he's pistachio. You're a morning person with a strict early bedtime. He's playing video games on the couch until 3 a.m. You love to plan ahead. He's a believer in winging it. You have everything neatly scribbled in your planner. To-do lists give him hives. You believe that Jennifer Lopez is the second coming of Christ, and he just doesn't understand the importance of glowing skin and a flawless smile. You're as organized and detail-oriented as the day is long. He would lose his head if it weren't attached to his neck. And this was before the divorce. You're not together anymore, so these gaping holes in your relatability don't matter anymore. Phew, that solves that. Oh, wait, no, it doesn't. Because now, not only do you have to share kids with your polar opposite, you have no control anymore over how he parents. You start to question your own choices. Should I have stayed just so the kid's bedtime routine doesn't go to shit? Maybe we should get back together until Susie gets through this difficult phase at school. Will Johnny ever be potty trained with someone who's too lazy to fill him up with juice and stick him on the toilet every 15 minutes? Yeah, that'll be hard. May as well just get back together. Just kidding. Please don't do that. Here's the thing you have to wrap your pretty little head around. Whether you stayed together or not, your child would be raised by people with different belief systems and different ways of doing things. Ask any one of your happily married friends right now if their husbands do things exactly how they would when it comes to the kids. Go ahead. I'll wait. You see, I hate to break it to you, but these differences won't necessarily screw a child up for life. If anything, it shows children that there's always more than one way to the finish line. While there are a few key things that should stay consistent, it's important to remember that these kids are only 50% you, mama and half of them may actually prefer the way daddy does things. But before I convince you to make a serious emotional reframe here, I want to validate your feelings. There truly is nothing harder than creating a human life that you're biologically connected to, committed to caring for, and determined to keep safe, and then handing it off to someone whom you no longer share a life or possibly even a single value with. It's a tough pill to swallow, but we can't have you choking on it. Instead, let's focus on what you can do, which parts of parenting really need to line up, and which parts needn't be aligned in the slightest. It all starts with picking your battles. Get over it. 
Here are some of the battles I hear women pick. Ugh, my ex always drops my daughter off with her hair unbrushed and crumbs from her breakfast on her chin and cheeks. It's disgusting. She looks like she's being raised in a barn. I keep fighting with him about it and it's getting me nowhere. OMG, he buys my kid a toy every single time they're together. I don't do this. I don't believe in this. I don't want a spoiled child. I keep telling him not to, but he's not listening. And here's one of my favorites. On my days with the kids, both of them sit down to have a snack and do their homework right after they get home from school. On his days, the kids tell me they're not doing their homework until after dinner. Every expert talks about doing homework right after school. I keep sending him articles, but I don't even think he's reading them. These things are as irritating as the day is long, especially if you've worked your butt off to establish routines, boundaries, and guidelines for your children that work. But they aren't the battles to pick, and here's why. One, there's always going to be battles, and you can't win them all. You can't. And with these small things, you're draining all your energy for naught. If napkins and hairbrushes have never really been his thing in the past, they certainly won't be now. The hard truth is that he doesn't have to listen to you anymore. Two, there are more important battles to fight. Save your energy. Your kid is okay. She's fed, she's bathed sometimes. So let it go because in just a few years time, your daughter will be able to do these things for herself. This inconsistency won't make the slightest bit of difference in the life of your child and certainly won't hinder her ability to qualify for the swim team get into a top tier university, hold down a job, or form a loving partnership of her own someday. You're probably thinking, small things? These are not small things, but they really are. On the crumbs. He'll say that by the time he made a breakfast, she actually agreed to eat. Wiping her face was no longer a priority. She's fed. That's a good thing. On the toys, he's doing what many dads think is the right thing, being the fun, indulgent parent. Annoying? Yes. Creating a toy-obsessed little monster? Probably. Guaranteeing a future of thievery and low-level misdemeanors? Absolutely not. And it doesn't mean you can't keep the same rules you always have at your own house. On the homework, all I can hear here is that the homework got done. Homework is hard work for everyone involved, not just the kids. Count your blessings and save your energy. The articles you're sending are pointless. Now that we've weeded out the battles not worth waging, let me be honest here. It took me years to learn the art of picking mine. There are still times my daughter tells me that her dad let her watch a movie I was saving for her teen years, sending me into a tailspin. This is where I have to stop myself from launching an all-out text war on the negative effects of PG-13 movies on five-year-olds. I don't do this anymore. It doesn't matter to me like it used to. If I've learned anything about co-parenting, it's this. If my daughter is happy, healthy, has her basic needs cared for, and enjoys her time with her father, the rest is all noise not worth stressing about. But daddy lets me. Now that we've let the little stuff go, 
It's time to focus on what matters most when it comes to our kids and consistency in a co-parenting situation. According to science, dedicated researchers and just about every co-parenting book, article, and lecture I've immersed myself in, there are two main issues that are worth fighting for. And by fighting, I of course mean having a constructive, healthy conversation. Bedtime. Since the birth of your child, you've spent every single night of your life perfecting the art of the bedtime routine. You've found precisely the right time to start the process, the exact pair of pajamas that won't feel scratchy in the middle of the night, and the nightlight that perfectly keeps the boogie monster at bay. Having this part of your children's lives figured out not only makes your life easier, it also provides a level of comfort and stability for the kids. No matter the outcome of their day, They know exactly what is expected of them and more importantly, what to expect come nighttime. This holds especially true once your children have to get accustomed to two different homes. Discipline. Discipline after divorce is an area that I find my clients struggling with the most and is of great concern for all divorcing parents. Very often I hear moms worrying about whether or not their ex-spouse will choose to discipline the kids at all leaving them to be the mean mom while he becomes the fun, carefree Disneyland dad. Or perhaps it's the opposite. You're so worried about the effects of the divorce on your children that the last thing you want to do is say no to something your ex will undoubtedly say yes to, right? I've been there. There's no better time than now to get on the same page with your ex about discipline because it'll make both your lives a hell of a lot easier. The amazing thing about kids is that they very quickly learn exactly how to work the co-parenting system, pitting mom and dad against each other when it comes to discipline. But daddy always lets me have candy before bed. I want to go to daddy's house. I heard this from my own little one way back before her dad and I got on the same page on discipline. Ouch, that stung. But there was no way I was letting her tear into a bag of Swedish fish at 8 p.m. Kitchens closed in my house at that time, especially for anything that will result in cavities and a sugar rush at bedtime. Looks like you have something to look forward to at daddy's house is the best answer for this if your ex is running some kind of sugar-fueled circus at his home. Giving in to the, but daddy lets me bullshit will inevitably spark a domino effect of manipulation, leaving your child a victim of a disciplineless world, which I'll have you know, doesn't make the child happier to be with you. Failure to instill a sense of discipline in children often results in kids who are unhappy, angry, and even resentful. Go figure. Discipline gives kids boundaries, and boundaries help them thrive. They know their limits, they learn respect, and once again, they know exactly what to expect from you, lowering their anxiety levels. When the discipline expectations are aligned in both households, life as a co-parent will feel much easier. Now, how can you get your ex on the same page around discipline? Great question. I know it seems impossible because finding common parenting ground with someone you can barely speak to is a tough thing to do. It's not impossible though. And if I can do it, I have faith that literally anyone else can. It all comes down to learning how to communicate the expectations around discipline to your ex from less of a mama knows best mentality and more of a reverse psychology Let him think he's brilliant mentality. It works. You will win, but it's all about strategy. Positive, negative, positive. 
I first learned about the PNP sandwich effect when it came to business emails. If there was something negative or uncomfortable to communicate, using the PNP strategy was the best way to go. It works with personal relationships too, including conversations with your ex. First, you hit him with a little praise, then you throw in the wrench, then wrap it all up with an oversized glittery bow. Here's how it might go for the candy before bedtime situation. Dear ex, I'm so happy that our kids are having such a good time with you. Despite the challenges of co-parenting, you're nailing it. Also, the kids mentioned they're having candy before bed, which I know they love, but isn't something I'm comfortable doing here. Do you think we can agree on doing sweet treats after school instead so we're not stuck with crazy dental bills one day? I truly appreciate it. And thanks for sending back those sneakers. Johnny loves them. Chat soon. Instead of, dear asshole, what in the world is wrong with you? How do you ever expect our kids to learn right from wrong when they're pouring endless amounts of sugar down their throats at bedtime? These kids need discipline and clearly you have no clue how to instill this in them. When they end up with cavities, poor sleeping habits, and a refusal to follow rules, you bet your ass I'm sticking you with the dental bills and meetings with the principal. Fuck you very much. Try getting on his level. Yes, yes, I know. He can't seem to do anything the same way you do. But that doesn't mean he isn't doing anything right. Getting on the same page doesn't have to mean it all goes your way. If there's something big picture your ex is doing that seems to be working for your kids, agree to try it his way and then use this as a negotiation tool. For example, I see the kids love being able to use their phones until bedtime at your house. This isn't something I'm comfortable with at my house, but if you think it's okay and they have their homework done, I'm open to trying the same thing. Would you be willing to meet me halfway and just remove the candy from the equation? Again, remember the importance of picking your battles. You aren't going to get everything you want. Let your kids lead. Having open and honest conversations with your kids goes a long way in regard to setting expectations of their behavior when growing up in two different homes. Talk to your kids about the rules in your home, why you have them, and what it means when they ignore them at the other parent's house. Let them know that while daddy may allow one thing and mommy another, the most important thing is that they maintain respect for the rules that have been put in place for them wherever they are at that moment. Think about what truly matters in the long run and give them the chance to prove themselves. For example, enjoy the candy at dad's house, kids. Just please don't forget to brush your teeth. Check in with each other. No, you don't have to sit around reminiscing about better days, but you do have to remember that you're still parents together. While your obligation is no longer to each other, it is to the kids, and at the very least, you want to raise happy, healthy ones. Make it a point to check in with your ex on a regular basis if you can, or commit to checking in with him before making any big parenting decisions. If your child is struggling with something in school, a friend, their grades, etc., this is a great time to connect over the one thing you have in common. My ex and I follow a my co-parenting time, my decisions lifestyle 75% of our lives. He's pistachio, I'm vanilla but we naturally come together to handle bigger, more impactful situations when need be. 
If all else fails and your ex uses his parenting time to purposefully go against the grain and ruffle your feathers or manipulate the kids in his battles against you, just know this. While consistency in big parenting issues is ideal, it isn't always realistic. If you and your ex just can't get on the same page, it will not result in your children morphing into feral animals. Long story short. Maintaining consistency in two homes means getting clear on what really matters. Let the little stuff go. Your child won't end up a felon if your co-parent overindulges him. Bedtime and discipline are two core issues to try to come together on. Coming together might mean sacrificing some of your beliefs and preferences. Not being able to come together won't mean the end of the world for your child. Journal prompt. Make a list of your co-parenting non-negotiables and then cross off the ones not worth fighting for. Circle your top three and remind yourself to focus on those and those only. <laughs>